Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 90. The fantasy is alive and well at the Luxor after more than two decades. We're there as the female review celebrates in style. And Chris Angel made Hart skip a beat with his latest high-profile stunt. And Ka by Cirque du Soleil finally sets a return date. Also, we found a vintage attraction at a classic strip casino. Find out where to drop some coins into the one-armed bandit. Plus, delicious dinners, a bachelorette bash, and ice skating on Las Vegas Boulevard. Let's spin the wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 90. Man, oh man, Dana, we're just inching closer and closer to our 100th episode. It's unreal, right? Time just flies. And we've literally skipped like one week of podcasting. So, I mean, we have been moving. Yeah, I know. 100 episodes. Man, that just flies by in no time. We'll be ready for a big celebration at that point. Uh, thanks for joining us. Sean McAllister here, along with Dana Roselli. And uh, Dana, I, I feel like this past week has been uh, full of not only events and dinners and being all around town, but we've had a little jet setting going on, you and I. Yes, we had a long weekend, and so you were heading off to New York City. I headed up to Seattle to see my friend who lives there. I've never been in the Pacific Northwest before, so it was great to kind of get the lay of the land and see what it was like. It was absolutely gorgeous. Had a great time, great food. I went to the original Starbucks. Wow. Yeah, and there was a line down the road. I'm like, this is very, you know, it's funny. In Vegas, there's lines to get into nightclubs. In Seattle, there's a line to get into the original Starbucks. Well, and you (laughs) sent me a picture when you were in that Starbucks yep. and it, it you didn't get a cold brew or a latte you, it looked like you got an espresso martini. Well, that was actually a different location. Oh, okay. Okay, so okay. there's the original Starbucks that's like a little coffee shop, but then at night we went to the Starbucks Reserve is what it's called. Right, okay. And it's a whole brewing thing and coffees and, yeah, espresso martinis all sorts of different flights you can get with different kinds of, I don't know, cappuccino shots and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I'd never experienced that before, and I didn't even know there was a Starbucks that sold alcohol. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. And we we walked by one of those in uh, New York City, too, mm-hmm. over in uh, the Chelsea neighborhood and they had a big Starbucks reserve there. We went to try and get in, but the line was kind of wrapped around the building and we were like, eh, we don't need coffee that bad. It's definitely a hot spot, you know, yeah. because Starbucks needs to make more money. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Well, good. So Seattle was a good time? It was a good time. Beautiful. Uh, My friend was a great tour guide. I literally hit every little thing because she um, lives in the city. So we did a lot of walking, but also we got in her car and and looked at some of the different cities around there. I think it was Kirkland and Bellevue and Wooden, and we did wine tasting. It was so much fun. We saw waterfalls. I loved it. Oh, good. Good, good. But I was happy to be back because the misty rain isn't something I would want to live in every single day. Although we had many moments of like very sunny patches and beautiful weather. So it was a good mix. Well, good, good. And New York was great. We saw uh, three Broadway shows. We saw To Kill a Mockingbird with Jeff Daniels, uh, Waitress with Sarah Bareilles, and Six, which is like a pop rock concert on Broadway that kind of tells the story of uh, Henry VIII's six wives okay and so that was really fun we wrapped up the the trip saw some friends went to dinner went to the met Mm -hmm. 
Uh, you know, where they do the big Met Gala every year, went up the stairs, saw the big fashion exhibit, um, went and saw, I mean, God, there's a ton of art in there that I didn't realize was actually in the Met. Right. It was crazy, like original Van Goghs and Picassos and Monet's. It was everywhere you turn, there were just amazing stuff. So it was fun. Good to get back. However, when our plane landed, we were stuck on the tarmac for two hours. Oh, that's the worst. Waiting for a gate to open up. Mm, the worst. And it was late, wasn't it? It was. you came back late well, at night. Well, we landed at 1030 on whatever night. On a Sunday night, we mm-hmm. came back. Uh, we landed at 1030 and didn't get to a gate for two hours. It was ridiculous. It's, it, that was the whole weekend of, and I know you weren't on a Southwest flight, right? But that was the whole weekend of the yes. Southwest fiasco. Yep. And I didn't even know what was going on. But when I was in line Monday morning to go back to Las Vegas from Seattle, everyone was like, oh, are you on this flight too? Because yours was canceled yesterday. And I'm like, no, I mean, this was my scheduled flight. But I don't know what it is, Sean. I have great travel karma. <laughs> and I say this all the time. I don't know when it's going to end. But like, I didn't even know that was going on. I literally get on my plane, took off, got off. My friend was there on my way back hopped up got in a cab I was home in 10 minutes I'm like I don't know I just have really good travel karma if you want to travel travel with me it, it, it might even be worth buying my ticket and I'll just go along with you I wonder <laughs> if it's those new uh goalie greens it could be that's keeping the good karma around the you the goalie gummies hey by the way guys if you use my code Dana Roselli at goalie.com. You get 25% off everything this week. So it's a freaking steal. <sighs> My I tell God. You, it really is. Hey, uh, before uh, Dana know, and I both jetted out of town. Oh, go ahead. I, I know. I'm just going to interrupt you for one second because I wanted to ask you, because I think a lot of people probably wonder, and we hear all these stories about New York as being so different. And I talk about New York City where you were, did you feel it was like really different or very much the same? No, it was busy. Yeah. It was busy as as could be. I mean, restaurants were packed. We stayed right off of Times Square. And I mean, it's always busy around there. Um, We went over, I mean, to the West Village and uh, to Chelsea, and it was super busy over there. Lots of families were out, young people. Um, I did talk with one of my friends who said that, you know, during the pandemic, obviously, there were all these stories about people moving out of the city. Yes. And in response to that... Uh, a lot of places had to lower rents or give good deals to entice people to come back in and fill up their occupancy. So I think that things have kind of evened out. Right. And it, I mean, it was it felt like a city of young people. Okay. Um, But there were old people, well, too. Good. So I don't know. I didn't really feel like there was that much of a difference, to I'm be honest. The rent went down. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was a lot. That, yeah. But something. yeah, kind of, maybe it, it evened out a little bit. All right, well, let's talk about uh, Here at Home. I think you were getting to that earlier. And that is, you know, Las Vegas, Glitz, Glamour, The Strip, and um, our shows. And one of them celebrated 22 years on the Las Vegas Strip, which really is unreal. Because shows come and go here all the time. There's a few long-term shows. And one of them is Fantasy. They celebrated their 22nd anniversary at the Luxor. They've been there since the beginning. I mean, and not only just at the Luxor since the very beginning, but in the same theater, the Atrium Theater inside the Luxor is where Fantasy started. And after 22 years, the show is still going strong, adding new numbers, doing shows 7 nights a week. 52 weeks a year and still winning awards. I know. 
it's a great variety too because a lot of people think it's just dancing but you know they have Lorena Peril singing and hosting they had a comedian there which was hilarious and then they have different dance numbers and in case people aren't familiar this is a topless show so not the whole thing is topless but there are moments where certain numbers where the tops come off and I know that's a very kind of Vegasy thing because you don't see that a lot anywhere else it's very classy very fun good night out for couples uh, and we uh, spoke Dana with the show's creator and producer Anita Mann who just talked all about the longevity of the show and how excited they are to be celebrating this 22 year milestone when you talk about Vegas shows, I mean, what do you think that fantasy, tell everyone what fantasy has that keeps it going 22 years strong? <laughs> well, it's got some really good performers, really strong women who are powerful dancers and entertainers and a great, great variety for the audiences. We really, we do the show to please the people. And that's what I think keeps us going because every year we change it and every year we say, what would make it better? So we just keep doing our job and making it stronger. And I have an incredible support system here at the Luxor. If you were here opening night 22 years ago, it's nothing like that show. We change it all the time. We have two new numbers going in tonight to celebrate our 22, two new numbers. I guess when we're 23, we'll have to do three, we'll see. But we have two new numbers going in and that's always exciting. We are a show for couples. We really are. They, they come and celebrate uh, events, anniversaries, birthdays. We have bachelor parties. We have bachelorette parties. Please come and see the show because it is a great night. And after 22 years, we're still going strong. And again, you can see uh, Fantasy over at the Luxor seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. And uh, speaking of production shows, Dana, Cirque du Soleil, uh, we've talked in, in past episodes how they were kind of phasing the reopening of all of their shows. The final Cirque du Soleil show on the Strip to remain closed has been Ka over at MGM Grand, and we finally now have a reopening date for that show. Right, so it's going to be opening November 24th, so it'll be good to see them back, and if you're not familiar about where it is, it's over at MGM Grand. Big show. I mean, pretty amazing (laughs) to watch what goes down in Ka. It really is one of those, you know, jaw-dropping shows, and people love it. I'm glad to see that the cast and crew will be able to get back to work and return. Yeah, and I feel like this is kind of like one of the last pieces to go into the puzzle that says, hey, you know what, Vegas really is back. All of our shows are back, and it's a a good sign. And you mentioned that um, Ka has some moments that are Mm jaw-dropping, and there was another jaw-dropping moment that we saw this past week, Dana, where we were talking, and you were like, oh my god, this kind of made your heart skip a few beats. Yeah, I forwarded you the video, and I was like, did you see this whole thing? And it was Chris Angel at the Raiders game, and I didn't watch it live. So when he posted the video, I was like, holy cow. He's been doing this death-defying stunt for a long time, and it's him being hoisted up in a straitjacket, and he has a certain amount of time to kind of get out and get lowered down. You know, he's upside down. There's certain precautions you have to take. You know, it can be dangerous, you know, being hoisted up upside down okay so he usually does that though like we've seen in the theater and and we've saw it on oprah i believe even um back in the day and 
It's incredible. But this time he did it at Allegiant Stadium. And this thing, he was so high. He got hoisted up so high. I was like, OMG. I mean, it really was. To see him being lifted all the way up into the rafters of Allegiant Stadium. I mean, it was... I, I feel like they said it was almost 130 feet in the air or something. I, I don't and, know. and his team even talked about how there were some very tricky rigging mm-hmm. things that had to take place in order to make the stunt be pulled off in a safe way, which, by the way, Chris got out of the straight yes, jacket. He, he did. did his thing and astounded everybody inside of Allegiant Stadium. But. But yeah, seeing him up that high, really, I mean, it was, it was, like, took your breath away. I know. I mean, I knew because he posted the video that everything was going to be all right. Right, right. (laughs) But still, I was like, wow. I can only imagine what was going through his mind and heart while he was doing this. Because no matter what, if you do this your whole life, I can only imagine each time, even though you're confident on what you're going to do, it's got to be scary. And going that high up, that was insane. Well, and I think that he's been injured doing that stunt before, too. He's had shoulder injuries doing that stunt. Like, you mentioned popping blood vessels in his eyes. Mm-hmm, he does. I know that Chris has had that happen to him before, and so like the whites of his eyes will turn all red mm-hmm. from that happening. So it's not a, a stunt to be taken lightly, for sure. Yeah, if you get a chance, go to Chris Angel's Instagram. They posted in a video in the IGT. Check it out. You got to watch it. It's And watch it. Like, don't forward through. Like, watch it because it's intense leading up to it. Yes, you have to watch in its entirety as it's as it's playing out. All right, Sean, I know you went out to dinner last night. I can tell because you have like kind of a clean shave today, which means you <laughs> Is that really, the dead giveaway? Yeah, you did it up. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. It was your anniversary yesterday, and I know you planned on going to Delilah at the Wynn. Yep. I've been a couple times, but you hadn't gotten there yet, and you're dying to go. And so how was it? It was great. I mean, over, the overall impression, I mean, the... The place is beautiful. Yeah, it's just gorgeous, it like old Hollywood, 1930s, 20s, 30s vibe, which is perfect, like Art Deco. Um, the hospitality there is incredible. When we walked up to the hostess stand to check in, she said, oh my gosh, it's your anniversary, happy anniversary. And then that carried on through all the staff that came over to our table. Everybody wished us happy anniversary, which you don't always get. When you go to a restaurant and you're celebrating a special occasion, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like sometimes True. people sometimes remember, do, right. sometimes they don't. So it was very nice for the occasion to have that level of hospitality there. The food, incredible. We got uh, the Beef Wellington, Ooh. which is split for two people. Yeah. And the macaroni gratiné. Mm, it's the best. Oh, it's so good. That was my favorite thing on the menu. <laughs> and it's because the way that they cook it, bake it, whatever they do to it, there's, you know that how when you eat macaroni and cheese, some of the best yes, parts are like the burnt. crispy That's parts part around want. the edges. Yeah. And the way that they do this, every bite has that crispiness and the creaminess and the, the noodles. It's when I, oh, so good. When I went, I think I mentioned this, I was sitting next to Congresswoman Susie Lee, yep. and she and I were not going to eat it because we were trying to be good. We, you know, the calories, we had already eaten a couple other things. And we took one little, and oh. she was like, pass that over here. And we were just like, put it right in the middle of us and just 
dug in. It was so, the best thing. I think she said it's the best thing I've ever had in my life. Like, it was so good. <laughs> it is delicious. Yeah. And so we only had that. We didn't get any, you know, soup, salad, starters, or anything, because that was more than enough. We actually ended up bringing stuff home, too. Um, Wait, do you have that macaroni and cheese in the fr- refrigerator no, downstairs? We ate, no, oh, we ate darn. all the macaroni and cheese. Say, why are you hiding it out on We me? have a little Wellington left over. <laughs> all right, well, tell me about this. Uh, you keep saying teasing this story to me about something about Jay Leno. So, uh, okay. What happened? So... <laughs> We're we're sitting there, and I don't know this story, by the way. Everyone, he's been holding out. And there was this couple that, and we'll get to the Jay Leno part in a minute. Okay. So there was a couple that walked over to the table behind us, and I said to Shane, I was like, "Oh my gosh, is that Steven Spielberg talking to these people at the table behind us?" Okay. And we were like, "It would make sense for people to go to Delilah because up in the corner of the menu it says no pictures, no video Mm -hmm. for the discretion of our guests." Right. And. So we're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Steven Spielberg is here. And then we look across the restaurant and there's this guy with white hair. And I'm like, and is that Jay Leno? And we're looking around. We're like, holy crap. This is like kind of a baller situation. I have Steven Spielberg and Jay Leno sitting there. Yeah, big powerhouses. And and Shane looked across the restaurant. He was like, mm, I don't think that's Jay Leno. It looks like him. <laughs> But that's not Jay Leno. And then after we left the restaurant, we were doing some intel on Steven Spielberg because we were like, okay. Was he visiting Vegas? Where yeah, is like he? what's yeah. the deal? Um, and we were looking up a, a picture of his wife, who's Kate Capshaw okay. from Indiana Jones, you might know. Um, but the, the, the wife... It, I, it wasn't them. Uh-oh. It ended up it not being. The wife? No, and it wasn't oh, Steven Spielberg okay. either. Are you starting no. rumors here? <laughs> but but we were like, was it celebrity lookalike night? Yeah. At Delilah? Because oh. we could have sworn that we were being flanked by Steven Spielberg and Jay Leno. Oh my gosh. We weren't. Well, but it was nice in... to think that. Yeah, maybe they like plant, do plants <laughs> of like, you know, celebrity impersonators and make you feel really old Hollywood. Hey, we felt old Hollywood <laughs> for the time Darn, that we so believed. That okay. We believed for, for a while, but then, you know, our hopes were dashed. Um, but we were mentioning before that uh, that you said John Fogarty stopped by to do kind of a pop-up, right? Not when you were there, but he has a show A couple the nights wind. before, yeah. right. John Fogarty from Creedence Clearwater Revival. He has okay, his... what's their song? I'm going to play really dumb because I don't know. Oh, my gosh. There's like... I know. Uh, there's a bad moon on the rise. Um, okay. Also, put me in coach. Oh, okay. I know that I'm song. I'm ready Don't they play, play that at baseball games and stuff? Yeah, they okay, do. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's I how mean, I know listen, it. look up Creedence Clearwater <laughs> Revival. They have a ton of hits. They played Woodstock. They're like All right. rock yeah. legends. Sorry, I I know. So John Fogarty has his own show at the Win and he did a pop-up performance inside Delilah just a couple nights before we were there and the the our waiter said that it was amazing. People loved it. Oh, I bet. That must have been great. There's a lot of that pop-up situation at Delilah, which is why it's exciting to get in and go there for dinner because you never kind of know what's going to happen. Right. I mean, Justin Bieber has been there. Mm-hmm. Andra Day. 50 there, Cent. Yeah, 50 Cent. <laughs> there have been lots of people who've popped up over there. Um, and then you're going to have a couple tips coming up. Um, so we're going to hold those. It's how to get in because it's booked all the time. Yep. And a couple other little things uh, if you have dinner there that Sean wants to mention. So we'll have that in our tip segment in a little bit. 
Um, speaking of, you know, fun and celebrities and high end, Paris Hilton celebrated her bachelorette party over the weekend at Resorts World. And it was actually um, a bachelorette bachelor party in a way, kind of like this combined party because she was there with her fiance, Carter. And they kind of did like a mixed co-bachelorette-ish thing. So they both had their own little separate things and then they came together for some stuff. Um, Always fun when Paris is in town. She uh, did a whole slew of expensive things. So if you want to see the pictures, go to our social media. We posted them on our Twitter account um, at Vegas Revealed. So obviously a wedding is something to celebrate. Something else that we have to celebrate coming up sooner than I'd like to even think Ugh, about are, think is about like it. the whole holiday season. Ugh. I know. <laughs> it's like already here. It's yeah. on us. Yeah. Um, but one of the great parts about the holiday season down on Las Vegas Boulevard is the Cosmopolitan covers up their pool and installs an ice rink that overlooks the Las Vegas Strip. And it really is a cool way to, to go out and partake in the the festive atmosphere yeah they have like this 4,200 square foot rooftop skating rink there made of real ice they have cocktails they have food they have a holiday village with uh, fire pits you can make s'mores um, they're going to debut a new dining area called the chalet so it'll be like cozy seating areas communal fire pit they're going to have holiday films up there I mean it's it's an event so it's really really fun um, this was a funny, like, idiot uh, TV moment. I probably when people oh, no. say, what is your, like, have you ever had any bloopers? Have you ever, like, this would be my moment of, um, I'm brunette, blonde on TV. Okay. okay. I, it was New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. I was across the street at Planet Hollywood outside, and I was doing a live shot. And during this time, the skating rink's still going on. And they're like, hey, Dana, you know, what's it feel like out there? And I was like, well, it's really cold, you know, and this and that. And anyway, it was windy. So, and then I'm like, I saw some snowflakes. And I was like, I mean, I mentioned on air, like, I think it's snowing. And the meteorologist came on that was working at the station. And he was like, there's absolutely no way it's snowing. (laughs) But anyway, uh, they... They have fake snow I know, up I there knew where this was going. at the Cosmopolitan, <laughs> and the wind blew, and it blew, was blowing it toward me at Planet Hollywood, and I saw flakes flying, so I thought it was snowing, so I'm an idiot saying it's snowing on New Year's Eve, which is a big deal in Las Vegas, and the meteorologist was like, there's absolutely no way with the temperatures that that's possible, and so I got totally burned, and then we made fun of it all night long. That was my blonde TV moment of uh, probably my entire career. That is hilarious. Yeah, it was bad. Where else could you be (laughs) doing a New Year's Eve broadcast and have fake snow falling and... Blowing towards you. I didn't think it would reach me across the street, but apparently it did. There was a big gust or something. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That's good. Oh, well. Well, I I really did see it. It wasn't like I was making it up. (laughs) So that's something festive to look forward to for the whole Christmas season. Before we get there, of course, we have Halloween. Right. And listen, you either really get into Halloween or you don't. And some people middle of the road for their kids or they slightly dress up and that. But some people just love to really do it up. But we were really excited because we got asked to judge a contest. And we're like, okay, we're in because this sounds fun. We are super honored to be two of the celebrity judges for the Vegas Vicky costume contest up in downtown Las Vegas at Circa. So if you don't know, Vegas Vicky is one of those 
big vintage neon signs that stood for years above Fremont Street. There's Vegas Vic. He's the big cowboy who mm-hmm. waves at you. And Vegas Vicky, she's the cowgirl in the white outfit with the boots and her, her leg kicks. Well, she was taken down and refurbished a few years back. And she now has a new permanent home inside of Circa Las Vegas. That's the new uh, resort at Fremont Street and uh, Main Street in downtown. So they're having this whole costume contest at Circa for people to come in their best Vegas Vicky outfit. And listen, you're not winning like a bag of candy or anything with this contest, folks. Get this. The winner is taking home $10,000. That's a legit prize. Holy. So the pressure is on. I mean, I we know. need to be really, I mean, because people are going to put some really, uh, some time, effort, and thought into these costumes. It is. And I can't wait to see what people put together because there has been time. They announced this contest, yep. I don't know, a, a little while back. Um, so people who are serious about it have really had the time to put together some really creative outfits to honor Vegas Vicky. Uh, I like to say that she had a knee replacement, and now that she's kicking again. <laughs> yeah, she's kicking again. Uh, it's a great sign. So we look forward to that. If you're interested, come see us. Halloween, we'll be there from 9 to midnight. Yeah, Halloween night. Mm-hmm. And then I believe uh, the prize is awarded at 1 a.m., mm-hmm. I think. Follow our tweets. $10,000 prize. <laughs> All right, let's get to some tips. So let's start tips, Dana, by talking about our trip to Circus Circus. We mentioned that that we were heading over there to go to the steakhouse. We mentioned that in last week's episode. And we did. We did. And it was great. Listen, I want to talk about the steakhouse before we get there, because the steakhouse is my favorite steakhouse. That's why we went there. Sean was giving me a little birthday gift. Um, but listen, we found coin slots. You, oh. as soon as we got there... You were like, Dana, guess what I found? And 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 you were like, they still have coin slots here at Circus Circus. I was like, they do? So we ate dinner. We went over after. But it's the kind of coins that are like dollar coins. So you have to put your 20 in and then the coins come out. But the, the fact that you can play a slot machine and hear the coins drop, it was so great. Yeah, you. so you have to get tokens to play the machines. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that was the thing. We were walking around before dinner. Just I haven't been over to Circus Circus in a long time. And we were walking around, and all of a sudden, we were like, wait a second. Are those coins clinking? Like, that's a different sound. Usually, it's the digital sounds and other noises. But it was the clink, 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 clink Mm -hmm. of coins. We were like, oh, my gosh. We have to go and see where this is coming from. I loved it. So we played after, and it is fun. When you win, you even if you win five, five bucks, you hear it clink, 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 and it's just more exciting, right? It is. It really is. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I know we get rid of it because it's difficult, and you got to touch, and it makes your hands dirty and all that, but I mean, I don't know why more places don't kind of have that as a highlight because, I mean, listen, growing up in the, the Rochester area and my family being from New Jersey, we used to go to Atlantic City all the time, and I'll never forget, my grandma would have her bucket with her quarters in there, and she would go right, she loved it, and I remember it was just so much fun when when you won and even if you won a small amount it was exciting because you heard it yeah it is it's so much fun yeah um and another quick note from circus circus uh if you go down into the arcade the arcade is almost completely all claw games it is and if you go to uh dana's instagram account you can see our entire experience with the claw games we played 
go and see uh, how it ended up. Anything we won at the slot machine, we threw away at the claw machine trying to win a stuffed true. avocado. True, true. It's an intense moment. Talk about a sport. We were there for seven minutes going for that thing. Um, okay, and now let's talk about the steakhouse because, yep. you know, people love to to fight with me about this on Twitter. Not really fight, but they come back with like, well, I like this place better, and I just love the steakhouse at Circus Circus, and I continue to say, it's my favorite steakhouse in town, and it stays true even after our last visit. So you guys had never been. Uh, your mom was with us. Shane was there. And yep. um, what did you think, first of all? Because I I kind of hyped it up, and sometimes, you know, it doesn't live up to... I thought it was great. I mean, I just love the whole vibe. Yeah. I, I'm really into, like, the old dark... Mm-hmm. Uh, steakhouses with the old booths and you know new restaurants are are great too but i i love the old vibe of the steakhouses like that yeah and it has the green you know lamps all around with the green hue and something else you mentioned you were like i love the in the middle of the restaurant where they're cooking yeah they have the big grill where they grill all the steaks it's kind of an open grill right in the middle of the the restaurant which is really cool and as you're walking in they have the old uh aging room where all the cuts of meat are are hanging and out aging so it really is a whole experience from the second you walk in and it was busy that night too we weren't Mm -hmm. sure because we went on a wednesday night we thought okay well maybe we'll be the only ones there but no obviously everyone feels the same because there were a lot of people there um i wanted to point out though i guess basically my tip is a lot of times people ask like what do you love about it so i kind of laid it out in one of my tweets and a lot of people were responding so i thought maybe just to give people a better idea Here's what you get, like, if you get, like, a petite filet, okay? And even your husband was saying to me, like, do you think that will be enough? And I was like, yes, it's going to be enough because it's a really nice piece of meat. And then you get all this. So, okay, $67 for the petite filet. And then you get a vegetable with it, which that night was asparagus. And then you get a potato or rice. You can get the garlic mashed potatoes. I got a uh, baked potato, or you can get rice. The baked potato is great, by the way. And then you get a soup or salad, okay? And the both of them very, you know, big portions. And the soup is this black bean soup where they give you a little side of sherry and then chopped onions, and you pour it in. And it's a big kind of bowl of soup. All that and a bread basket, Sean, for $67. I mean, I don't think you can it, – it's not cheap, but it's not – that is a great price for all that. Well, if you go to some other steakhouses, you're paying that just for your cut of meat. Yep. And no sides. So, I mean, that is an that is a great deal when you're talking about going to a steakhouse. And didn't you got the baked potato too with like the didn't it come with like bacon and sour cream yes, and butter? Yes, they bring you a whole yes. like this whole display Ugh. of all the sides. Any side that you could want to put on your baked potato is there and it's so good and i also got the french onion soup oh yeah that's right you upgraded. which was delicious i upgraded uh-huh. for the french onion soup a couple bucks it was so good yeah so good it's and the stringy del- cheese mm. it's delicious i mean i i think we just loved our experience the ambience and everything and it's just why i keep saying people come back at me and they go well, what about the golden steer down the road and i'm like i've gone there it was an okay experience. Uh, people love it. I don't know. When I went, maybe it wasn't the best experience, and I need to try it again. But still, there's something about the steakhouse that I like better. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of other 
places people were mentioning and have you been here and you've been there and I'm like yeah there are millions of great steakhouses in Las Vegas but the steakhouse is still my favorite so check it out Um, meat's great staff is great super nice Um, just love it so much all right, and then my tip of the week, Dana, going back to Delilah, which we mm-hmm. talked about earlier in the episode, and we have talked before about how difficult it is to get a reservation yes. for Delilah. And as we went in there, we were talking with the uh, hostess who showed us to our table, and she was like, oh, are you guys locals? Like, yeah. She's like, well, did you know that you don't really need a reservation to come and eat here? Yeah. I was like, what? No Wait, news to me. What? Yeah. Apparently, the bar in the main dining room yeah. is open seating, and they have a full menu at the bar. Good to know. So if you can get in there and find a seat at the bar, you have a seat okay. without a reservation. Now, they do... I mean, this is one of those tips where I almost like Don't kind of want to be it. selfish and right. just keep it to myself, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not in a selfish mood. Okay. I'm in a giving mood. Oh, wow. So here's Happy the holidays. thing. They suggest that you get there at 5.30 when the doors open so that you are essentially guaranteed a seat at the bar in the dining room. And 5.30, I mean, yeah, it's an early dinner. That is. I mean, like that's the time my dad goes to dinner. I mean, that's the time. That's my ideal dinner time. (laughs) It's still light out. (laughs) Well, it won't be soon. Okay. We're going to be setting our clocks. We're going to be falling back, and it's going to be dark at like 4 o'clock. So 5.30 will be prime dinner time. I mean, it's it's fine if you just like maybe like chill for a minute. Maybe have like a glass of wine and then Go in for a glass of wine. Okay. Even have, you know, an appetizer or two. Get a salad. True. I mean... Obviously. By the time you sit down, have wine, have a salad, like you're getting into like an hour of time yeah. there. So then it gets into dinner time. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of joking, but it, yeah, it's a good time. And for some people, they like to go out after or they're going to a show. So it's actually perfect to get there at 530. Yeah. Then they true. can go to that show after that might start at 738. Yep. Uh, but there is a lounge that you walk into uh, right off of the casino floor inside of Delilah. And that overlooks the bar down in the dining room. So you can go in there and check out the situation and see if there's any open spots. Um, it is a cool space. Oh, it's so it's great. It's and it has beautiful. a patio too, just in case you're wondering. Yep. We talked about that before. I have some people that I know that stayed on the patio. They're going, oh, I wish I would have stayed in, uh, you sat inside. Um, but yet it was great on the patio too. So maybe, you know, go twice. And, and try the patio sometime. Perfect weather for it right now. Yeah. It is, you know, you're going to be paying a little higher price for a meal there, but it's totally worth it. Love it, but love you, it, You love said it. request um, ice water instead of if, if you don't care about bottled water, right? Right. If you don't care about the, the water that you're getting at the table, um, when they come over and offer, they offer you flat or sparkling water, mm. um, which, you know, that's... Six bucks yeah, to it's, a lot. it's another six bucks on your bill. I'm an ice water girl. Whenever Listen, they try and give me the bottle, I'm like, just give me the ice water. <laughs> so we went for we got a bottle of flat water to start. Okay. And then they came over, they said, Do you want another bottle of water? We're like, Yeah, no, that's fine. So then they started coming over and filling our glass with a pitcher of ice water. Oh. And we're like, Oh, so you had ice water the whole time. Oh my gosh. So word to the wise, just ask for ice water when that happens. And if you are celebrating a special occasion, a birthday, an anniversary, make sure you let them know when you're booking um, because more than likely they will kind of 
toss in a, a free, free little bite-sized dessert okay. um, if you don't order anything, which we did not. And we got a little chocolatey raspberry delight. It was right. great. Great. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good, good time. It was great. All right. Well, all this food talk making us hungry. Uh, here's our schedule of events over the next two weeks, everyone. So this is what you'll be hearing on Vegas Revealed in the forthcoming episodes. We are heading to see Terry Fader tonight at New York, New York. He moved from the Mirage to New York, New York. We haven't been there to see him yet. He's won America's Got Talent. Amazing comedian and ventriloquist. So we're going to see that tonight. Then Sean's heading to the Power of Love Gala, which is a whole slew of A-listers will be there. Sean will be on the red carpet. Um, so the podcast is coming out on a Saturday. It's actually tonight that he's going, so it'll be in the next episode. Yep. Then what else do we have going on? Let's see. We've got um, – we are going to see Gwen Stefani yep. uh, coming up here shortly. and then Sting. We Sting at the Coliseum. Right. Uh, Chicken Pete's is opening at the Sahara. And that's kind of like a sports bar, right? Really popular sports bar, yep. restaurant. Right. Uh, also, uh, Nobu over at Caesars Palace. There's a whole new dining experience that we're going to be heading over to check out over there with Chef Nobu Matsuhisa Ooh. in tow as well. Look at you with that... Uh pronouncer there. You like that? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> um, and then the following week, we're going to the Bronx Wanderers at the Westgate. we got a whole bunch of stuff coming out. Listen, There's Vegas is uh, on fire. That is for sure. So look forward to keeping you up to date. And, um, you know, in between there, we'll get some sleep. So uh, <laughs> uh, since Vegas is on fire, you can consider us your fire brigade, yes. staying on top of everything for you. I love it. Listen, everyone, have a great week. We've got links in our notes to buy merchandise. If you're looking for a Vegas Revealed sweater, you can donate to the podcast, which always helps us, you know, provide more content and all that good stuff. So, Thanks for listening to Episode 90. We are back next week with 91. Let's go to Vegas. We'll stay up all night. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Let's get away.